Missouri is not playing Kansas in a bowl game, but you know what? That's okay with me. But I will say the Missouri spin doctors could maybe use a little bit more time in medical school. So let's talk about that in another Missouri basketball victory coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks as always for making this your first listen and telling a friend to go to LockedOnMizzou.com. All the links, yes, were free and available wherever you get your podcasts. But of course, well, the big scuttlebutt last week, including on this here program, was about Missouri possibly not wanting to play Kansas in a bowl game. Well, quite frankly, my biggest concern was not specifically about playing the Jayhawks. It was about playing in some crappy group of five bowl game where absolutely nobody is going to care. Well, I have to say, this is a good outcome. Missouri playing Wake Forest in the Gasparilla Bowl on December 23rd. By the way, this will be the first meeting in history between Wake Forest and Missouri in football, though notably I do remember Tim Duncan and Wake Forest coming to the Hearn Center many, many years ago in the late 1990s. As a young man, I definitely attended that game. But again, football-wise, this is a good matchup. On paper, this is a better team than Kansas. They have more wins. They have better advanced statistics, the whole deal. So really, I have nothing against this whatsoever. But I will say, after this past weekend of lots of Jayhawk fans and Jayhawk media trolling Missouri, acting like, ooh, you guys are scared, this, that, and the other. Well, all I know is this coming Saturday, now I really, really, really want to beat the Jayhawks in basketball. And quite honestly, after all this time, I'm just ready to squabble with Jayhawk fans and their media over actual games and not petty off-field off-court nonsense. I'm just ready for that. After a decade of arguing about Bill Self and the SEC and this, that, and the other, yes, I realize Missouri and Kansas played a basketball game last year, but you know what? The less said about that game, the better. For all intents and purposes, I'm just going to pretend like this is the true beginning of that rivalry. But speaking of squabbling about off-the-field pettiness, well, Eli Drinkwitz, no stranger to that sort of thing. So, of course, Drinkwitz met with the media via via Zoom earlier this morning. Well, here's what he had to say about the controversy, the supposed controversy about Missouri not wanting to play Kansas in a bowl game. Yeah, you know, I realize that bowl selection process is different from conference to conference. And if you haven't been in a bowl game in, I don't know, 12, 15 years, maybe that thing's changed for you. And so maybe that the way that's done at other places is different. Um, we submit preferences uh, to the to the uh, uh, conference um, based on a lot of different factors. Um, what's best for our university? What's best for our fan base? What's best for our student athletes? 
So in other words, we really don't care what Kansas wants. And honestly, I'm completely fine with that particular attitude. I'm just glad that at least what I was worried about is does Missouri not care what its own fans want? Obviously, I don't care what the Kansas Jayhawk fans or their athletic department wants. I do care what Missouri fans like myself want. And ultimately, again, I was just worried that we were going to get stuck with an East Carolina opponent that pretty much no Missouri fan would care about. Well, I think a Wake Forest game, while yes, it doesn't warm the cockles of an old rivalry like the Jayhawks would. Again, Wake Forest, a good opponent, an ACC opponent, nothing to really complain about whatsoever. And again, if you're on the team, I understand why you'd rather play a game on the 23rd of December than the 27th, a few days after Christmas. I totally understand that part of it. And by the way, again, while it is like throwing chum to a Missouri fan, anytime you jam a middle finger back in the face of Kansas, hey, that's great. I love it. I, a part of me does worry, though, what's the end game here? Because if this is all leading to somehow the beginning of another freezing of the rivalry, well, you know, no thanks. I'm just not really interested in that. I understand some Missouri fans seem to be over the whole Kansas rivalry, think that, well, screw them. If they don't want to play us or they didn't want to do it for that many years, well, the heck with them. While I understand that, to me, it's all about having fun matchups and have fun, having fun games, and my whole objection Friday was based around that premise. So now that Missouri does have a relatively fun game in a relatively attractive in a relatively attractive location of Tampa, well, it's hard for me to be as mad about it as I was on Friday. That's for darn sure. So let's hear the rest of what Eli Drinkwitz had to say about this particular issue. You know, all the Twitter hate and, and calling us out and fans getting up in an uproar. We'll figure that out. Uh, when a game is scheduled at Faro Field, uh, and I believe that's uh, September, uh, Ryan, I think it's 6th, uh, 2025. Correct, sir. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see then. But until then, I can keep getting all the Twitter hate they want people from Kansas want to put on there, but don't phase me. We'll see you on Faro Field. Buy your tickets early. So, again, just to clarify, Kansas was never the end-all, be-all bowl game for me as a Missouri fan, I just wanted a semi-attractive bowl matchup. I didn't want to punt on a really exciting bowl matchup for just a total non-exciting bowl matchup. But I will say, just from a public relations standpoint, from a spin standpoint, well, this would have been a huge, actually, win for Missouri if they had just simply said nothing all weekend and then let the official game come out, the Gasparilla Bowl against Wake Forest, and then let Eli Drinkwitz say what he just said on Monday. I wouldn't have changed really anything. I'm all fine with it, to be honest with you. But the problem is Missouri did say stuff all weekend. The Mizzou football Twitter account came out and basically said that Brett McMurphy's report about Missouri preferring not to play against Kansas, or at least not play in the Liberty Bowl, See, that's the part that may have been a little bit confused here. Maybe Missouri was preferring to not play in the Liberty Bowl in Memphis on that date, in that location as much as anything. But again, I will say, my sources tell me that probably the preference for Missouri, especially Eli Drinkwitz, was to not play Kansas. I hate to say it. 
And if you want to not believe that, that's fine. But here's the problem. Just again, in terms of public relations, if Missouri would have said nothing, they would have been better off than pulling the strings that they did this past week. Because you might have noticed a story from the Columbia Missourian came out yesterday. An anonymous source quoted in there. By the way, clearly somebody within the athletic department wanted this story to come out. Clearly this this anonymous source was somebody within the athletic department. Because this whole story might as well have been a Missouri press release explaining, well, here's why Missouri actually preferred not to play Kansas this season. See, again, the anonymous source said it. This is no longer speculation. And again, if you want to if you want to argue with me and say that that anonymous source could be anybody, well, who else could it be if not somebody within the athletic department? But again, let's assume that I'm right. Missouri, this anonymous source comes out and says for all intents and purposes, "Hey, remember this past Georgia game? Well, Missouri was able to raise prices." in that Georgia game because obviously a bunch of interest, a near sellout. Well, hey, a bunch of extra revenue there and a revenue opportunity that Missouri doesn't want to miss out on in 2025 when Kansas comes. Well, first of all, I just find it hilarious that they were basically like, hey, we want to gouge our fans. So you guys cool with that? Oh, I guess that looks bad in a press release. So you know what? Let's anonymously leak this reasoning to the Missourian instead. But Here's the problem, whether you find that distasteful or not. Listen, I, I trade stocks. I understand how supply and demand works. I don't care if they're going to raise prices for a premium game. My point is, ultimately, how is that a good argument? You're going to tell me that a game played two and a half years from now, the first Missouri-Kansas game, and in Furrow Field since I believe 2006, you're going to tell me, that this bowl game is going to crush the opportunity to sell tickets in 2025 for a Kansas game? Well, if that's the case, then we must really suck in 2025 if we can't come pretty darn close to selling that game out. In fact, I'll predict now that game's going to be full. And if it's not, wow, something's gone horribly awry in the preceding few seasons. And coming up, some other big news on the gridiron as Missouri flips a four-star safety from Ole Miss. So let's talk about that. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks, which to me is truly the gift that keeps on giving. Lots of guys in your life, older guys, maybe the guy who has everything. Well, give him the gift that keeps on giving. What guy doesn't like a freezer full of excellent, excellent meat. Yes, we'll take the guesswork out for you at Omaha Steak and Steaks and make you a holiday hero. So go to omahasteaks.com. Use the promo code Locked On at checkout to get $30 off your order. Indeed, this is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite Order with complete confidence today by knowing you're ordering the very best. So again, visit omahasteaks.com. Use the promo code Locked On at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. 
Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the big games to the biggest stories, go beyond the box and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. That's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get a finer podcast. And as has been speculated in some circles for a while, four-star safety from Cardinal Ritter High School in St. Louis, Marvin Burks has flipped his commitment from Ole Miss to Missouri. Yes, despite Lane Kiffin apparently staying around the Rebels for now, perhaps that factored in a little bit to Burks's decision here. But Burks, a 6'2", 195-pound safety, four-star player, as I said again before. This really might be Missouri's last high school guy for this 2023 cycle. Some of those other spots going to be open for the transfer market in particular. So a good guy to get, obviously. If your final guy is going to be a four-star player, a good guy to get. No question about it. At the same time, this class, at least compared to the previous two on paper, a little bit disappointing, ranked around 35 or so. So hopefully Missouri next season can get some of that momentum back on the field and translate it to the recruiting trail. Now, Missouri basketball yesterday with its final tune-up before playing Kansas, and well, it was maybe a little bit more of a, than a tune-up. That was actually a relatively close basketball game. Missouri beat Southeast Missouri State by seven points, and while the Tigers still scored 96 points, which is always nice to see, to me that was so far the least encouraging of the first nine non-conference games here, mostly because now we're nine games deep. It's a little bit hard. It gets harder and harder to give the excuse for Missouri's defense that, well, they just don't have enough continuity, that kind of deal. Now, so far, obviously, they're turning teams over a lot. They're actually number one in the entire country in the statistics steal percentage Fourth and turnover percentage defensively, by the way, as well. But overall, just 118th in the country on that end of the court when you adjust for opponent and pace and all that good stuff. And again, at a certain point, it's not an accident when every single team seems to get hot from the three-point land against you. Perhaps at a certain point, you're giving up way too many easy shots. And I think right now, I think Missouri's biggest concern may be just simple middle screen pick and roll defense. It's something they've really struggled with at times this season. And maybe one function of that could be I mentioned that offensively, Missouri hasn't run a lot of high screen and roll action so far this season, maybe a little more the last couple games. But, you know, I, I think that maybe factors in. They maybe don't see it as much in practice. And, Again, a group that hasn't been together a lot, but I think, you know, defensively, the limitations are pretty obvious. The back line isn't very big, so, you know, it's just going to be a struggle defensively at times. This is going to look a lot sort of like the a le- lesser version of the 2012 Tigers that actually was the previous team that played Kansas at Mizzou Arena. Just a really good offensive team that. Not so good on defense, but obviously not as high 
of an upside as that 2012 squad either. But ultimately, you know, there were some good things in this game. I think Sean East is starting to look very comfortable in the spread it out attack. He's just getting more aggressive offensively, and it's working for Missouri so far. And speaking of getting downhill, I love when Kobe Brown is able to get downhill and drive in this offense. He is a tough guy to stop. Big body, 6'8", 250 pounds. When he's got space to operate like he does in this offense compared to the previous years of his career under Konza Martin, it's really fun to watch. Now, once again, the Isaiah Mosley saga continues. Mosley entered the game relatively early, 12 minutes and 39 seconds or so. He checked into the ball game, played a few minutes, and didn't play at all in the second half, which is interesting because while I don't want to speculate what's going on with Mosley, it does make you raise your eyebrows a little bit when the coach says, hey, he's going through some personal stuff, and then, you know, just some interesting sort of cryptic tweets from Mosley about, hey, I'm just waiting for, to get my number called, and, well, that's sort of a almost feels like a message to the coach. He was pointing at the back of his jersey as he entered the court yesterday. You know, the vibes here are not great, i got to be honest. Again, I'm not going to speculate about what's going on here, but at a certain point, it would be just nice to watch him play and, and not have to worry about what's going on here. Again, if there's some serious personal stuff going off the court and he's missing practice because of it and that's why Gates doesn't want to play him, I get it. You know, I get it. There's bigger things than basketball. I understand that, but just – a part of me does have to wonder and speculate a little bit and just using my brain that, hey, if I were Dennis Gates and wanted people to stop asking me about Isaiah Mosley, I'd probably say something similar to what he said last week about, well, it's personal, it's not this, it's not that, and hopefully you'll all just stop asking me about it. I'm just saying my eyebrows are a little bit raised at this whole situation. And coming up, I suppose it's pretty understandable if you're going to treat bowl games as somewhat of an afterthought, as JV games, as I've called them recently, well, I guess it makes sense then that you wouldn't want to play your arch rival for the first time in a decade under those circumstances. I get that. But then at the same time, there's the other side of the coin. If you're not going to care about bowl games pretty openly, well, why should fans care? Well, Eli Drankwitz was more or less asked this question this morning, and I want to give you all his response. But first, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. And at the Locked On Podcast Network, we believe that home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. So this season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering locked on listeners 40% off a new security system. But don't put this off. You know, I love Simply Safe because it really is that simple. It's right in the name, and they aren't kidding you. The easiest thing to set up, and it's really affordable as well. I'm telling you, compare them to their competitors, and there really is no comparison. Simply Safe is better and more affordable. So don't forget that Simply Safe was named the best home security system 
of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report. That's three years in a row. So don't miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Shout out to Gabe DeArmond at Power Mizzou this morning for asking the question that I've been wanting somebody to ask for a while now. If coaches and athletic departments, Missouri in particular, of course, if they're not going to care about bowl games, well, then why should we as fans shell out our hard-earned money to go to these bowl games, to pay 75 bucks a ticket for, I don't know, mediocre sight lines to be perfectly frank in a lot of these games sometimes the ticket allotment that you get not always the best so Drinkwitz asked this question by D. Armand and here's what he had to say yeah I love our fan base um, and I would just say this is an opportunity for us to support the University of Missouri and our football program and you get to do it in a great location of Tampa um, and so why not combine a little bit of a Christmas holidays uh, 80 degree weather um, and get to go to an NFL stadium and participate. I think, Gabe, anything you do represents everything you do. And so whether or not we're in uh, the, the, the Gasparilla Bowl or any other bowl game, our fan base showing out is a great sign to our football team and future recruits of the support that they're going to have while they're here. And I thought last year uh, we had a tremendous showing um, at the Armed Forces Bowl, and I, I'll I, – I really um, respected the way that when we walked out of that hotel to go to that game, uh, the Tiger fan base was standing in that hotel cheering us on. And that's something that that's always stuck out to me is, is when you get off the bus, whether it's in an away game um, or at Tiger Walk, what's the fan base there? Uh, do they show up and, and, and uh, are they cheering you on? And, you know, we hosted the, the, the state championships here. Um, this weekend, and and there's nothing like seeing those those vans from those hometowns uh, in Missouri that are that have the flags out and say state bound. You know, you get out what you put in, and so Gabe, I would say yes, it's important to show up to a bowl game. It's important to be engaged. It's important to support the black and gold. It's important to sh- support the Tigers. Um, and man, I don't know about y'all, but to be able to go to the city of Tampa for a bowl game, that's a pretty good deal. That's a pretty good deal. So the pitch there from Eli Drinkwitz to Missouri fans, hey, come to the Gasparilla Bowl because Tampa, a great place to be in December. Well, I can't argue with that necessarily, especially St. Pete Beach. That would be my advice if you're going to actually hit the beach. Maybe it's a little cold this time of year, though. I'm not sure. Clearly, I'm not the Florida expert. But the second part of that, well, we got to do it for the future of the program. It looks good for recruiting. We got to buy in, even though, well, Dominic Lovett didn't totally buy in, did he? But no, just ignore that. Ignore that the players don't have to buy in as much. But fans, you actually have to buy in even harder than you've bought in before. Because remember when bowl games meant something? Well, they no longer mean anything, at least in the present. Because notice no part of that pitch was this year's bowl game. It wasn't go root for the Tigers to take on Wake Forest. 
I that was a fairly long sound bite I just had there. And normally I would cut it down a little bit, but I wanted to hear you guys hear Eli Drinkwitz talk for a minute and a half about why Missouri fans need to go to the Gasparilla Bowl and not once actually mention the Gasparilla Bowl in that the game itself. The game no longer apparently matters. And to me, if the sell is, well, you know, you fans like myself, hey, sure, you and your family, you guys shell out a bunch of money for basketball season tickets and football season tickets. You spend your non-home games watching these games. Heck, I spend hours each and every week producing a podcast about Missouri because that's how much I love this stuff. You're going to tell me I need to do even more? That's the solution? It's just, hey, the fans these days were just a a turnip that is apparently never going to run out of juice, according to the people in charge. At a certain point, we're going to run out of juice, people. Every fruit does, and we're no different. But I don't know. They're just going to keep milking us for all it's worth. I just didn't find that to be that compelling of an argument. Although, to be fair to Eli Drinkwitz, what's he supposed to say there? If I were in his position, what am I supposed to say to my fans? Yeah, definitely don't come to the bowl game. Because obviously that, does, that doesn't look good for Missouri. If nobody comes to the bowl games, well, that's a bad look compared to if 35,000 people show up. Obviously, the reality is going to be somewhere in the middle there. I just think on the margins, each and every year, the people who used to spend money going to these bowl trips – that number is just going to keep dwindling and dwindling and dwindling. And if you're going to blame the fans or Missouri fans in particular for that, I'm sorry, that's just not being realistic. You can't just give people a, a lessening product year after year and expect them to keep buying it. That's not realistic. So at a certain point, something's got to change with this whole non-playoff bowl system. I mean, my God, we've already seen people start tweeting out like national blue check writers on Twitter are already talking about how perhaps USC should have opted out of the Pac-12 championship game because maybe that would have helped secure its spot in the playoff. Well, this is the logical conclusion of where we've been going with bowl games is, well, if this means nothing, if the Liberty Bowl means nothing, if the Gasparilla Bowl means nothing, if everything outside of the college football playoff isn't worth playing for, well, and I guess a conference championship really isn't worth playing for either. That has now reached the point of insanity, and I, as a fan, I have no interest in any of it. All right, well, I'm sure there will be plenty of football news coming in the recent day, in the coming days here, but most importantly, we got Missouri-Kansas coming up on Saturday. We're going to take some real deep dives into that game this week, so be sure to stay tuned to locked on mizzou and thanks for making it your first listen for your next lesson once again check out locked on sports today the big stories instant reactions big game recaps and the take of the day available on odyssey youtube and wherever you get your podcasts so until next time i am john miller and this has been locked on mizzou